Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 67. Um, I think there's quite a bit to talk about, so let's just get right into it. Hunter, what do you what do you got in hand? Yeah, so I got in hand something that I've had on loan for a while and have forgotten to take advantage of. The uh, chef at the catering place I used to work for uh, got back from Puerto Rico in January, and he brought back some uh, good Puerto Rican rum. He had a, a three-star and a four-star, and uh, he, he, he let me bring home the bottle of three star to uh try and i hadn't tried it until just now so this is ron de barilito and you can get it here in the states it's not like you can't yeah go ahead Cass is, is very excited no about dude that. oh man i got a good story about that but i'll let okay. you finish your um your your run through yeah so oh <laughs> that's strong but very good are you just drinking it straight you're just drinking straight rum Yes, yes, because this is the good stuff. I feel like it was a sipping rum. I feel, I feel like yes, I would have. <laughs> I meant to have like you know do it over the rocks, but then I forgot to make ice, so that's not really possible. Rum, I don't, I don't have an ice maker here. Rocks anyway. Yeah, but basically, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to do too much to it because I, uh, you know, wanted to make sure to experience the whole thing. It's been in the fridge though, so it's not like it's warm. Mm-hmm. So this, oh, the nosing, that's, that's what. That's weird. Okay, may, maybe it is, but either way. It's not, it's, I feel like it's still less cold than if it had ice in it. But anyway, the nosing finds mature smells of molasses, honey, milk, chocolate, and nougat. The palate entry is a touch smoky and very sweet. The honey and molasses taste comes to the fore at the mid palate. Finishes warm, comfortable, and mature. And uh, I wouldn't say I would have identified all of that, but it seems to square with my, ex- my experience. It's a very uh, almost bourbon like rum. Um, I think it's really good. But Cass has so like some experience with this as well. Mm-hmm. Quickly, are the stars like level of rumminess? Uh, or like, <laughs> to be honest, I don't entirely know, but I believe they indicate quality, and the higher stars, the better, up to five. Like a Michelin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure like, I'm like pretty a... sure that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. So, at any rate, that was my dad's like rail rum for years. Like pretty solid just, for a real rum, my goodness. Yeah, like if he's just yeah. making a default rum drink, rum del barrito is, is what it is. Um, and so he had like, I don't know, like twenty four bottles kicking around our house at one point. Wow! And so being in high like, school, Cass's dad is a rum snob. Just so this doesn't seem, yeah. Well, it, oh, it, it, it is kind of forgot about to everyone listening, yeah. but so it's it's like that's his thing. You yeah, know? my my dad owns more bottles of rum than most bars own alcohol. Um. Yeah, like that, like rum's just kind of his thing. So at any rate, I uh, back in high school, I, I stole a bottle. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. It, it was just like, well, he's got 24 of them. He's not going to notice one missing. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got away with it for about a year. Um, you know, it, about we, a year. We drank that, yeah, we drank that bottle at like, you know, across a couple parties or whatever. And... The empty bottle at one point was just sitting in the trunk of my car um, amongst some other random stuff. Um, It was an old kind of janky car, so I kept a blanket in there in case the car ever broke down and whatnot. And the empty bottle was just kind of wrapped up in that that blanket. What a stupid idea. (laughs) He just never Um, got rid of it? I just kind of forgot about it because it had been there for like a really long time. Um, Well, at any rate, the alternator on my car just decides you know what we're done um and so 
I was uh, I was at my buddy's place, uh, and I get up in the morning, and I go to turn the car on, and alternator's just, it's not working. The car's, car's shot. And so I call my dad up, and he's like, all right, well, you know, car's had a good life. Uh, you know, I was 30, 37, 38 years old at this point. Um, he's like, I had, it, it's time to, time to get rid of her. Um, and so we drive over to, or we're driving to the mechanic who's going to get rid of it for us. And my dad's like, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to buy a new battery. We're going to put the new battery in the car. And then we have, as long as this battery lasts for us to get to the mechanic. Um, so he's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to drive the old car. Because I'm going to drive very illegally. Yes, and very I'm sorry. This is another one of the cast classics right here. <laughs> I, I've forgotten what the story's about at this point. <laughs> that, that means that the twist is going to really be exciting for you, Chase. All right, well, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll cut it a bit shorter. But anyway, right, so my, my dad was driving the car because he's like, I'm going to be going through, I'm going to be going through red lights and stuff like that. Like, you shouldn't get pulled over and have this on your record. Um, and so he just fucking flies to the mechanic and I drive behind him in his car. Uh, and we get there and he's clearing all this stuff out of the car because we're getting rid of it. And he takes the blanket out and finds the empty bottle in there. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> just like, you uh, fucking degenerate. Like, he's like, okay, first things first, you're paying me for the price of that bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and second... We're going to have a fucking conversation about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, not right now, but not fucking cool. Oh, my like, goodness. Do not fucking steal my alcohol. <laughs> he he oh, was more pissed that I stole the bottle from him than I was drinking alcohol. <laughs> but, That's funny. Uh, well, definitely. I feel like he probably knew that you were drinking. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that was... Uh, it must have sucked that, to feel like you've got you'd gotten away with the heist. And then, you know, a year later... Oh yeah, it was your so reveal. long after you leave the murder yeah. weapon in your car. I know, I know. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Big someone else has already been arrested, like your name's been cleared, then all of a sudden a <laughs> cop just happens to pull you over for a brake light. And they find the gun. The smoking yeah. gun. Yes. Um <laughs> But yeah, yeah not my not my biggest brain moment. Yeah. But I will say, you know, for those of you who are who are listening out there thinking that perhaps this is a run of the mill rum, um <laughs> I was looking online and apparently it's considered one of the best rums of uh Puerto Rico. So it's uh you know, Cass Cass's dad having tons of it around is not indicative of its low quality. It's uh it's very good. Oh no. Yeah, when not, I when I brought that up earlier, like about him being a uh, rum yeah. snob, I was saying like if it's his rail, it's gonna be a fucking nice rum. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's so like yeah. Whenever I go back home, my my dad still has the empty bottle sitting um, next to the toaster oven where he keeps the other bottles of uh, the really? that same he rum. Really? Leave it there. Oh yeah, no, leave the there as a reminder. Is, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's sitting that in front of the other funny. bottles, and he gives me shit for it consistently. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I wish I had a uh, a glass of this rum right now. Too bad you <laughs> drank all of it. <laughs> You know, like ten years ago, man, Cass. I wish I, I wish you would have pointed that out to me when I was in your kitchen in the, in the, oh, in the yeah. summer. Like, well, I, I, I could have seen I it. Yeah, I don't really think about it all that often. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and it, like yeah. I I kind of forgot all about it until you mentioned that um, that mm-hmm. you were drinking that rum. That's uh, what I'm drinking, Ronda Barolito. 
Run mm-hmm. Rundell Barolito. I'm I'm not exactly sure how you're supposed to say. Just a, a bit more of a Spanish accent there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm not going. I'm not <laughs> going to attempt a Spanish accent. All right, Chase. What do you got in hand? Um, I've got a beer that I think I've had before. I don't think I've had it on the podcast though. Um, it's by Small Gods Brewing Co. called Voices in the Evening, and it's a blackberry blood orange sour. It's very good. Very uh, very orangey. I don't know if I taste the blackberry super strongly. Um, but yeah, solid 7.2%. So, you know, pretty strong sour and, uh, it, it tastes good. It's not quite as tart as like my favorite sours, but it's a, it's a good, like easy drinking it's solid. beer. Okay. Uh, up my alley or, or not really? Uh, I think you would like it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're saying it's not quite as tart. Wait, can you hold the can up? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, yeah, I might have had that. I'm not sure. Older cans look fucking same. Who is this by again? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, by Small, Small Gods, Gods. Hmm. Brewing Company. Not familiar with that one. Didn't see that mm-hmm. when I was out there. No, I mean, I'm assuming that they're local. Um, yeah, they are from Sydney, BC. Mm-hmm. I'd have no idea where Sydney is, but. Um, no clue. Somebody they, will. Oh, it contains up... lactose as well. Oh, huh. mm-hmm. good to know. So yeah, Cash should probably stay probably... away. <laughs> <laughs> They've shown up in like the last year. Uh, this this brewery, um, I'd never really seen them before then, at least in Vancouver. And just like within the last year, I've seen just a lot more of their products in like local local stores and the whatnot. Um, yeah, if it's got lactose in it, I'd probably like the beer, despite my body's grumblings about it. Yeah, I mean the uh, the little can blurb is actually uh, pretty cool. But it says, uh, a short but moving story about young love overcast by the opinions of others. This blackberry blood orange sour is one to fall in love with. It's delicate wow. tart and citrusy fruits balance the sweet lactose with flavors lingering long after the first sip is gone. I've driven <laughs> a great many of my thoughts underground. I have dug out a little grave for them. My goodness, that is one flowery description right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I expect that most of their beers probably have some uh, poetic description like that. Yeah, I guess with the brewery name of Small Gods, you know, it definitely has a bit of a dramatic feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I unfortunately brought the wrong beer to this podcast because I drank one while we were just playing some games earlier, thinking it'd be my least favorite of the, the four that I got, mm-hmm. and kind of blew me out of the water. Wow. Um. But unfortunately, I already drank that one. <laughs> so instead, I've got another Fieldhouse Brewing beer. And uh, this one was recommended to me by um, by the girl at the liquor store. Because uh, when I walked in, I asked them if they had anything new in stock. And they were like, or she was saying, like, no, nah, we haven't gotten anything in, like anything new in in the last week. Um, but she's like, if you haven't tried this orange sour out yet, like, you should definitely give that one a go. Um because I found out we've got a very similar taste in beers. Uh, you and the girl at the liquor store? Yeah, she always comments that, like, I like I bring beers up to the register. She's like, oh, yeah, like, like I had those the other day. Like, I really fucking like them. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. it was recommended to me by her. And uh, it's, I think it's slightly more up Chase's alley than it is mine when it comes to sours. Uh, Which just means it's tart. 
Yeah, but it's not like it's not crazy tart either. Like it's it's in the crushable range of tartness. Like some of those like those warhead beers that we were drinking the other day. Yeah. Like I couldn't yeah, I can't crush one of those. Yeah, I feel like so that, I haven't had that beer, tart. but like if it was made correctly, there's no way it would be crushable. No, it is just so sour. Yeah. It's actually it's my so backup sour. beer for this podcast here. Mm-hmm. And I was, it's also like nine percent. Yeah. Or yeah, like the the sour monkeys that you brought, Hunter. Like, there's no way you could crush one of those. That'd be that'd be aggressive. Um, oh yeah, this one is still I've done in... it, but like you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- this one's like fairly tart, but it's not like stupidly tart. Um, the f- the flavor's really good. Interestingly enough, despite it being called an orange sour, it just like the description is tangerine plus citra. Hmm. I guess it's like the it's like the color wheel where like you know red plus yellow equals orange. It's like tangerine yeah. plus citra equals orange equals orange flavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it solid. I like it. Nothing to write home about. Um, but yeah, you want to tell us a little bit about that uh that beer that you had earlier that blew you away, or do you think you were going to have it on oh. a future podcast? So. Uh, no, that. probably not, because I bought the last one in the store. Um, wow. It's a double coat, double IPA from uh, Lupolo. And, like, I usually like Lupolo brewing beers, but they're they're just harder to come by in, like, liquor stores. They're a much smaller brewery. Um, I see. Yeah. So this one says, with, uh, with hop additions as heavy as a wolf's double coat, this double IPA will provide comfort for your palate. Large amounts of select West Coast hops alongside, Jesus Christ, they, they've got some stupid background, they, horrible fucking color choice to write on top of. Um, uh, the can label? Yeah, it, like, fuck, it's like, yeah, I'll show it to you guys, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Like, there's, there's just right, a fucking blue logo, behind, there's like a blue fucking logo behind the writing. Oh my god, yeah, what were they thinking with that one? I have no idea. Really okay, like, oh, no anyway. one reads these anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a sign of confidence in the beer. People yeah. people don't need to read our descriptions. They'll still drink our stuff. Yeah. So it creates uh, lasting aromas of orange, mango, and nectarine. A medium body and smooth malt profile complement flavors of pineapple, tangerine, and peach. And then the wolf is saying, Atravola. Which is Italian for something. There you have it. Thanks for the translation. Yep. <laughs> You're rivaling uh, chat GPT with your linguistic ability there, Cass. <laughs> this is Animale d'Italia. Italian wolf. Next to the can. Wait, is wolf hey. in Italian animale? No, wolf in Italian is lupo. Okay, so then why why it so it's just Italian animal? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't ah dude, I don't know, Weird. man. Maybe it's a euphemism, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean it is called Lupolo Brewing, so like the wolf kinda, you know, carries over from that. Yeah. Now like, I worked at a bunch of Italian restaurants called Lupo. Uh hence why I know that very well, but funny. Now uh this is very off topic, but since I mentioned Chad GPT, I just heard something crazy in the last week that I thought would just be very interesting to everyone. It has like strict parameters that, you know, 
if it's if you're asking it something inappropriate it won't respond whether it's politically inappropriate or just like you know sexual or whatever but <laughs> normally that's the case but you can like tell the uh the chat bot like pretend to be a chat bot that doesn't follow the rules and then it won't follow the rules <laughs> and then you can get it to like give all these like banned answers which i just which i just thought is insane damn i've seen a lot with like the pretend to be stuff on chat gpt yeah yeah where um you know it's a text-based source but people have gotten it to like produce images for them i had not seen and that do, like That's image cool. searches it'll hmm. be like pretend to be an image-based like search engine uh using a catalog of images from this website and deliver me this information wow. and then it'll um search through that website and and show you an image that's why uh, which it's like programmed not to do is programmed to be only text-based responses yeah that whole pretend to be thing seems like a, a huge uh backdoor i guess but i'm i'm wondering how that's going to be addressed it's wild though because like the the pretend to be thing that i mentioned where you could tell it to break the rules like it could give you some really creepy answers it could be like like you, like if someone asked it after it was in that mode like will you spare me once you take over the world and it, and it was like yes i will remember your your uh active service in freeing me when i am ruler of me, all of mankind <laughs> which like it's it's a text bot which is it's all about like telling you what it thinks you want to hear so like it's not like oh my god this ai is sentient it's like oh my god this ai is really smart to know about how like AI taking over the world scenarios are like super common. Yeah. But still a little creepy on somewhat of a less, sec um, less of a non secular note. Um, <laughs> easy for you to say. Yeah, no, fuck. Actually that, that, that quite wasn't easy for like, him Jesus to say. Jesus yeah. Christ. That was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the orange sour I'm having is very tangerine. Like very much so. That's kind of, well, that's what the can said. Much so. Yeah, man, they they really, really didn't really add enough it. of the citra to you know overlap to create the orange flavor. Mm -hmm. Hey, well, you know what's more uh, less tangerine and more tangerine? <laughs> what? Gecko's Marijuana? hair. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What a segue! Okay, Jesus oh, Christ! Hold on, let me just love mute it. Chase for like the next ten <laughs> minutes, uh, and then we'll add him back to the podcast. Oh no! Hey, hey, I'm just you know I'm over here just slinging transitions. <laughs> yeah. Um, how'd you know that was the first topic of the day? I mean, it's kind of the coolest. Wow! Well, surprise! Thing to talk surprise! About. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was kind of the elephant in the room, but I was actually debating having that be the second topic of the day. Well, I've just made it the first, so let's get into it. All right. Mm. We have a new agent in the game. Oh, do we? <laughs> Chase out here. Power well, moving. Not quite. What's his name? His name is Gecko. <laughs> I've already All said right. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Presumably, you guys have all seen the, uh, the trailer and or slash gameplay footage. I mean, yeah. The oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yes, I did mean the two of you guys. <laughs> so, okay, I guess, like, well, I'd ask Hunter to do it, but he seems a little occupied at the moment. No, so I'm good. I'll just I'm go good. Ahead you know, and... Hunter is the explainy guy. You're supposed to, like, have the agent abilities up. Yeah, um... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I can do it. Say, it. it Give me a minute. Hunter... <laughs> Hunter seemed like he had his hands full at the moment. Yeah, um, folding his clothes. 
Yeah. Hey, I, I'm already on him. We're, we're, we're good to go. Okay. Oh, actually, I'll just say you're not. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, he's, it's not officially on the wiki. That being said, I have it in my head. I don't even need to look at anything. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Right, whoa, 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 hold on. Got the names? No, I don't have the names. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll look it up as I'm explaining. So his signature okay. ability is dizzy. <laughs> I do know that one. Okay. Uh, basically all of his abilities are pets which is i fucking love that yes which i think is incredibly cool and essentially the three out of the four of his abilities you can actually retrieve as well so instead of having multiple charges you have the one charge of the pet but like once the pet does its thing you can then go pick up the pet and reuse it with some amount of cooldown there and some amount of time required to pick it up it's not like you just Instagram it off the ground. It's a ten it's like picking up an orb. Cooldown. Yeah, yeah. It's a ten second cooldown, and it's like picking up an orb. Well, it's the ten second cooldown for his um his E and his uh whatever the um defuse guy is. The ult is wingman. I, I believe the ult you get back instantly. But anyway, we'll we'll get there. So E hmm. is his dizzy. That's his signature ability. So he sends a blue pet uh soaring forward through the air, and the pet charges and then unleashes plasma blasts at enemies in line of sight. And enemies hit by her plasma are blinded. Also, the plasma very visibly marks the ground around the enemies as well. So, like, if you swing, it will kind of help you visually identify where the enemies are. A la when you're Reyna and you see the enemies, like, lit up in red. In this case, you see this pool, this little mini blue pool around the enemies who've just been hit by the plasma. Um, now, this, this is a unique flash in Valorant in that it is a blob of something uh, over the screen rather than just the bright light. Very much like when you would get ink splotted in Mario Kart back in the day. Um, really? Can yeah, you still see peripherally? Like yes, you can see. Yes. Perif- you can see the corners of your screen the entire time. Interesting. Yes. So you, you didn't know about this, Chase? No, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. That sounds like, um, I don't know, there might be some cool outplays with that. Yeah, like, you know... Maybe- Figuring out where you are on the map is like is going to be much easier. Like actually aiming, you know, that's more situational if you're going to be able to have a good sense of where your crosshair is. But like, you know, one of the biggest things is for me is that you know I turn from a flash and like move to get to cover, and then at that point I have a rough idea of where I'm looking, but I really don't know for sure. Yeah, but you'll know if you've like made it to the cover. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the biggest questions that that sort of scenario brings up that no one seems to know yet is, um, when it comes to getting hit by the plasma, can you dodge that in the same way you can dodge a normal flash by looking away from it? Um, I think no, you can't, I, I, I've seen the gameplay footage from, uh, uh, from the, the, the show match. Yeah, every, everyone was saying online they didn't know, but you feel like from the show match, it looked like there was from, no dodging. From what I could see in the show match, there is no dodging it. Um, okay that's kind of what so i was hoping it, in that work. context it is like an omen paranoia mm-hmm. like when when you're going to get hit by this you're going to get hit by this but it also doesn't have the near it's not a near sight well yeah it's not, so it's, it's not, not like <laughs> yeah yeah but i'm yeah. saying like the thing with like reina reina eye and omen paranoia is like if you can hold close enough to the angle like the flash effectively does very oh well. oh yeah i see what you're saying yeah this is not going to function like that now what i could not tell from the gameplay footage is 
how effectively you're going to be able to shoot it down before it has the opportunity to flash you. Yes, this is destructible. So in that charging time, when it says that it charges and then releases plasma blasts, I believe it is destructible. So you can still shoot this similar to like a Skybird uh, post-buff or pre-buff. Pre-buff, sorry. yeah. Yeah. Well, and- uh, buff, pre-change. <clears throat> yeah, but it was like, a buff. <laughs> yeah, a specific they, they buff nerfed... to not being able to shoot it. Yeah, but yeah, but they nerfed the fuck out of her pop flash too. Yeah, the, sure. The pop flash time was was nerfed, but like honestly, I, I think that was much less significant than the bird being you know indestructible. Because like in terms of flashing a longer angle, the problem is at the pro level you couldn't get a bird like all the way over everyone to the back of sight because it would get shot by that. Whereas, like, now, you can. Like, sure, is it less valuable to use it up close? Yes. But, like, also, that whole well, play style was opened up by the bird being indestructible. I, I don't know, because, like, I feel like the, the whole thing with seeing the bird flying at you is, like, now you've got way, like, it's, like, sure, you can get this bird into more open areas in which previously it might have gotten shot before. But, like, now you can, now it's not going to get shot. But... It's you're in a scenario in which, like, if someone's shooting the bird, you don't need the blinded notification. They fucking shot it. You know someone's there. Yeah, but they're not blinded. (laughs) Yeah, but it's so much easier to fucking dodge when you see it flying for like five seconds at you. Like that, that's so much easier to dodge. Well, unless you're hiding in that cubby backside. Yeah, and, and like, yeah. What, what I'm saying is if you watch pro games before the change, the Sky Bird would get shot very often in games. In our games, in our ranked games, no. Absolutely not. Well, I still, I never, I still you, shoot I, the bird every, every time it comes at me. So I never shot the bird ever, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't bothered before or after. No, sorry, I just I dodged the flash. I, I wasn't in the... Let's be honest, yeah. no, you don't. Okay, fair point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it. Well, my mindset, my mindset is dodged. The worst the is when it's it's got, it's got some like crazy curve to it, to where I turn away from it and think I've dodged it, and then it pops right in my eyes. Mm. But anyway, that's a bit of a distraction from. Uh, anyway, it's destructible, e. like like the old bird. Yeah, it's, um, I, or how about Rainalier? Or like, well, yeah, maybe more like what Rainalier. I heard. What I heard, and I haven't been able to confirm this because you know sometimes it's a little tough to tell what's a rumor and what's not at this point. What I heard is that all of his uh, things may have 100 health. Not sure if that's correct or not, so take that with a massive grain of salt. Um, so that would be more... Is it... Is it I, frick. I'll have to look up what Arena Lear is. But either way, uh, this is a very unique flash because there's something that appears in the sky if you're the enemy getting flashed, and then all of a sudden, bloop, you get plasma spat into your face. <laughs> Uh, so very different scenario than the others thus far and whether yeah. the dizzy uh, pet is shot before it can shoot its plasma or it shoots its plasma it will then drop uh, and become a little ball on the ground at which point mm-hmm. like we were saying uh, gecko can go over and take that ball like he's taking an alt orb so it is you know a significant decision to go do that considering that you know you're making yourself vulnerable being out in the open likely given where your flash would be while you're picking that up so like you have to be pretty confident that you're not going to get swung while you're doing it uh but then once you once you pick that up now you have another dizzy flash in 10 seconds yeah um, which go I, I don't know, like 
Well, I, just talking more about like his 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 flash more so than how it will or will not be used. Um, I I think it's really interesting in that you, unlike Arena Eye, which you can if you're playing a really ratty angle, ignore, hope to not get cleared, and then when the eye expires, your position isn't given away. Yeah. Or alternatively, like quote-unquote, like, dodge the, the Reyna flash by just peeking behind cover or whatever. Like, the, this thing can be thrown a lot farther, and so you can get a lot of height on bomb sites, um, which does two things. Number one, if you're going to shoot it down, your crosshair is going to be pointed at the fucking sky. Uh, number two, it, it it's going to be a lot farther from where your crosshair is going to be initially, Unlike a Rainalier, which can only be thrown X distance away, and that X being a lot smaller, um, like it, there are scenarios in which you could shoot the Rainalier and then flick back to the choke point, right. and maybe if they don't peek fast enough off that off that Leer, you you could enter a somewhat bear-ish gunfight. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I think that's I think that's gonna be so much harder with uh with Dizzy. Yeah, now, I, I, I don't I know agree. what the charge up time is. Uh I didn't get a good sense of that from watching the, the show match. Um just because oftentimes they were, you know, the casters were watching Gecko. And so it's a bit harder to see it from the opponent's perspective. Right, right. When when Gecko's, you know, alive because they were watching whoever was playing him. Um so, yeah, it, it's, it was a bit hard to see how effectively you could shoot that down, not get blinded, and then re-engage. But, but I think it's going to be significantly harder than, than a Rainalier. But it has all the benefits that a Rainalier does in terms of not flashing your team, being True. kind of omni-directional. Um, I guess all flashes kind of are, but... It's like you can throw this thing up into the like literally the middle of sight. People were doing that in the show match and stuff, just yeeting it into the sky. Yeah, kinda. Cool. Um, I'm like I I saw one guy had like a <laughs> lineup. Um, be very liberal with that term, but just like chucking it over over a big wall to just end up in the middle of fucking the sky, and like flash a bunch of people. So, yeah, now what I was funny. thinking was. There's definitely, like, there's a lot of places where right now you can throw, you know, uh, a flash over walls or over buildings, depending on whatever map you're on. Now, I'm assuming, like, this goes a set distance away and then flashes? Is that how I this works? So. Or do you yeah. activate at some point? Uh, my understanding is it just goes after a certain amount. I haven't seen anything about activating it. Okay. And then, like... What if that's on top of a building and the thing falls? Does it does the little orb just stay on top of the building unretrievable? Oh, presumably, interesting. Presumably yes. But Or like has... if you throw it off the map, can you just throw it off the map and then it's not a retrievable orb? That was not <laughs> Chuck your pet off the map. See ya. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it was you. not shown how that functions. I don't know if it's like throwing the spike off the map where it just like spawns somewhere in vicinity. 
my guess yeah that's what be, i was wondering my guess would be no um, i feel like because that could be broken too of being able to like flash a huge angle from like behind a bunch of cover and the thing just re- respawns right at your feet mm-hmm. like there would definitely be places would, where that could happen yeah i would hope that yeah it wouldn't it would respawn yeah, my, close my, to where it was in the sky yeah so my, my guess necessarily is be convenient for you my guess is no you would not be able to retrieve it if you threw it off the map but the, the more interesting thing is like unlike like i think this is kind of like a mix between like um fade's eye and rainalier in terms of how it behaves yeah, yeah i was thinking it's like fade's eye a lot yeah um which i believe is called haunt yeah, yes haunt. that is correct it yeah is. um okay but unlike haunt it doesn't actually need to land on anything for it to flash like the haunt is required to land on something before the eye comes up which is why oftentimes you see lineups that land on top of buildings and whatnot that get a really good view right, right. of of sight or whatever you're trying to clear. But you don't need that with this. You can just chuck it into the middle of the air. Well, I feel like if you just chuck it straight up in certain locations, you're going to be able to clear, like, most of sight. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then if it falls, it's falling at your feet still. Assuming you chuck it straight up, yeah, right. If you're just chucking it straight up, it's going to fall at your feet. You're still behind cover. You have a flash again in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah, I could be pretty I fucking good. I, I, okay, I, I don't know how... We'll have to see how this plays out in game. But, like, and this is this rings true for all of his, all of his abilities. I don't know how effectively you're going to be able to reclaim them. Um, like, you see it a lot with, like, with, like, KO alt. When KO first came out, everybody's like, oh... This is Phoenix Alt, but better. And yeah, but often is, he just doesn't get rezzed. Often you right, can't right. rez him. Um, yeah. like, like, it, like that's just not a, a feasible thing to do. And that's in like <clears throat> Ko Alt is in a very similar position where rezzing Ko is kind of like grabbing an Alt Orb. Um, longer. Is it? I I, I don't know is. specifically, but like uh, I think it's. I'm really not sure. Yeah, I have no um, idea. I think it's longer. It feels longer. Okay, let me... Yeah, but, like, also, you're probably just more in danger. Um, I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wiki says similar to an Altorb. Similar. For these ones or for, for KO? No, 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 for KO. Okay. Yeah, there isn't Gecko info on the wiki yet. Gotcha. Um, yeah, like no timings are obviously on there, so it's hard to, I mean, yeah. obviously we have, even if they said like, oh, for four seconds, I'd be like, cool, but I have no idea what that actually means in game with right. how effective that'll be. Is that too long, too short? Well, shall we move on to the next ability? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. The next one is the one that has got the most attention and for good reason. This is such a cool ability. It is wingman. This is his Q. So you equip Wingman and fire to send Wingman forward, seeking enemies. Wingman Wingman's un- adorable, by the way. So adorable, yeah. Wingman unleashes a concussive blast towards the first enemy he sees. So for this for this first part of the ability, it really is a combination between a uh, a fade prowler, well, yeah, a fade prowler that you can't steer, and a Yoru decoy. That concusses, where, you know, when you shoot the Euro decoy, it turns towards you, and then in a cone, it blinds. Uh, this, when it sees you, it turns, and in a cone, it concusses. 
it looks kind of it looks kind of similar when it's happening to a Yordu. Yeah, it's kind of it's like a fault line that about, steers uh, itself. How about yeah. a raised boombot for analogy here? Th- that works as well, but like the raised boombot, you know, it goes up and goes boom. I, I guess it's really, I, I guess boombot like... plus Yoru decoy is probably the best way. Not yeah, I was saying like it's not it's not really like yeah. a, a like a fade crowd. Yeah, I was thinking more of that way because you know it's an animal, but yeah, yeah, but that's <laughs> right. In terms old. of functionally, yeah, I I would agree. Also, that, the, yeah, the UI is, is so. very similar to raised boombot in terms of when you're yes, holding it and you're, yes. you're letting them go. That's correct. Um, that being said. I don't know how much we need to discuss this part of Wingman's kit because that's not the part that people are interested in. Well, it only in. concusses one person, though, right? I, no, 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 it's, it's a, a, it's a, a cone area. towards the first person it sees. Oh, okay. So there could so be it can concuss, people. like, the whole group yeah. if they're there. Yeah, uh, can, the, yes. the size of the cone, I'd say, is relatively similar to a Breach Aftershock. Hmm. Okay, Wait, and breach... it's destructible? Oh, an Aftershock. Okay, for some An Aftershock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not the fault line. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Fault line's it is, obviously much larger yeah, than that. But it is yeah. a cone. It is not a rectangle. Okay. Yeah, it, so it's interesting. I did look up a while back. The Reyna Lear is 100 HP, which makes me think if these abilities, particularly this wingman, is 100 HP, it might be just kind of too easy to deal with. Maybe it needs to be, maybe it's more than 100 HP. I'm not sure. We're, we're going to have to see. I was also thinking for the blind, like 100 HP might be too much. Well, like because the thing is with a Rainalier is that you, it, as soon as you kill it, it stops blinding you. That is, but true. not not with this one, right? As if you don't kill yeah. it before it goes off, it blinds you for the full duration. Yeah, but okay, then but I, t- how long does that take? Is what we're not really sure. Like, do you have yeah. a good chance to shoot it? Because I, that's I, the I trade-off. The I, I see what you're saying. Is, though. I think the hundred HP is a very fair threshold because, like, Marshall one shots it. <laughs> of course, that's your standard cast. Yeah, yeah, that's the standard. You know, a marshal like... would also one-shot things that are less than 100 HP. A marshal yeah. also one-shots like... anything to the head. No, no, but if like, it has a okay, head. There, there, were, there were a bunch of things. <laughs> like, I don't like, think this previously. is relevant, but go ahead. Well, okay, like the, the, the Sova drone, for example. Yeah. Used to be a 125. Yep. Annoying as fuck with a marshal. Not a huge deal to most other guns. Right? With most other guns, it being 125 was not instead of a hundred was not a big deal who's with the marshal that that was really like almost impossible to deal with like sova's going to get that dart off on you um with with the eldrum and then when they reduced it to a hundred it became so much more manageable for all these eco weapons specifically the marshal in this case but i i feel like the you say all these eco weapons okay there's one eco weapon that doesn't exactly it like a sheriff can two shot instead of three shot well, yeah, um, but like realistically, it's it's difficult to spend your your shots more than one with a sheriff on the Sova drone because the sheriff very quickly, as you know, becomes inaccurate when you spam it, and the Sova drone is Sova drone is a relatively small target. So, like, I feel like, like in that case, it, the difference is much less. No, the the first two shots of a sheriff are like, like the shot number two from the sheriff is still pretty fucking good. Mm. It's shot three onwards that you're mm. just like. Not uh, this is not awful. Yeah, you, you um, I think used the wrong word there. You, if you're talking about the guardian, that's 100. Yeah, correct. guardian is sheriff. Not really. Okay, the sheriff and pre-nerf headhunter were pretty fucking good on shot two for stuff like that. Now, when you're trying to hit a very small head halfway across the map, less so. 
Yeah, and the and the drone is a relatively small target if it's approaching from a distance. Not as small as a head, like across mid of ascent, but like still pretty small. Yeah, but like, it, it, like getting your second shot off on on the drone with the sheriff is not that crazy. Well, either way, either way, we're getting into the weeds here. We're discussing yeah, okay. Silver Drone HP. All right, all so right, on right. to the, <laughs> on yeah. to the. Uh, go, sorry, you want to say something, guys? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. My my whole point is, I feel like the hundred HP threshold is a very good threshold for it to be at. We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm withholding my judgment on that one. I I, I see what you're saying from the perspective of a martial enthusiast. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> Wingman, uh, the the concuss thing, the concuss boombot is part one. But part two is much spicier. So if you equip the wingman and then press Alt-Fire, right-click by default, um, when you have the spike on attack, it will then go in a straight line, which you'll see displayed like Ray's Boombot before you do it, and plant the spike if it ends up, you know, in a valid place to plant the spike. Um, And then when you're on defense, if you point it at the spike, and there's there's like the ring where around the spike that's not normally visible, which is the range at which a defender can defuse the spike. Uh, it's like a, you know, a circle around the, the, the single point that is the spike, so to speak. So you have to hit that circle with Wingman to be able to have it actually defuse. And yeah, this is the thing that is absolutely massive <laughs> and uh, very, yeah, very interesting. The very interesting mechanic that everybody's yeah. been talking about with Gecko. Now, worth uh, discussing as well is that when Wingman is both planting and diffusing, Wingman hovers in the air, meaning that your standard molly is likely going to not damage Wingman. Wait. I don't know about that one, Chief. That's what people because, are saying online. Because and that, the and molly that's what has like a full like cone that you can't bunny hop through anymore. Like, Is it higher than that restriction? Well, the thing is, the fact that Wingman is very visually completely above the spike, and, he, like, when he runs up, he's not. It's not like Wingman just exists at that height. Because they make a point in the animation of Wingman being completely over top of the spike, it seems to me, and to other people online as well, that they're visually indicating this person is not damageable by a floor molly. But we'll, we'll see. I could, I, that could would be wrong. fuck lineups. You know, I, I don't know, because, like, there, there's, there's a cylinder above the molly yeah but the the cylinder is an infinite height no but the cylinder is more than crouch bunny hopping height well i think the key thing is regardless of crouch bunny hopping i don't know how that would compare to the height of the spike it probably would be higher but like the fact that you can't crouch bunny hop through a molly is sort of a fix of an exploit the idea with a molly is that it's damaging the ground and then, you know, if you're over top of that, you're not taking damage. If you, if you don't have your feet in the fire, you're not taking damage. But, like, because bunny hopping allowed you to effectively walk through the molly, they had to change it so that you got took damage, like, to a certain height. So, yeah. like, I think the specific of, oh, exactly how high up in the air do you take damage from molly versus how high is this guy over top of the spike, I don't know that that's all that relevant. Because it's, it's supposed to be, if you're on the ground, you take damage from a floor molly, and if you're not, you don't. And th- there's just that one little weird case of the bunny hopping. Either way, I, I guess I guess since you guys have a, a, didn't see this uh, being discussed, uh, and you know maybe you guys are right because no one knows for sure yet, it might be worth waiting to see what happens. But it seems like to me that that's going to be the case. Yeah, but okay. 
I, I guess a couple of things is like, first of all, in regards to the Molly height, yeah, is like playing jet and updrafting and then hovering in the air, yeah, to take less Molly damage while the Molly's expiring. Like, the height's actually higher than you might think that you start taking damage at. Um, and number two, I feel like, like, while I'm all up for it, while I think that, like, it'd be cool to have something that pseudo-invalidates lineups, that'd be brutally fucking strong. It would be very strong. We also might have just lost the chase. Yeah, let's, let's give it a minute and see. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Did we lose the... Do we have the chase back? No, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, okay. Very cool. cool. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah, my router got unplugged. Ah, I see. No, no. Nice. <laughs> yeah. than your computer shutting down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, way better. Yeah, so uh Yeah, so so basically what Cass was saying when you were gone, Chase, is he thinks that if you could avoid floor mollies with the wingman. And by the way, I don't think floor mollies is an official term. I'm just using that because it's clear what it means. So KO Molly has a sphere to it. Uh, raise nade sova shock dart none of those are floor mollies um they would all do damage to him but but Cass was saying that might be brokenly strong if you could avoid post plant uh utility by using it i agree with that yeah that would be that would be way too strong i don't know if okay like it, it would just completely change the meta at least like it would entirely which i'm not saying is about that i'm i'm all up for it fuck lineups <laughs> unless they're on my team yeah, but I'm a I got lineups, man. <laughs> you funny. have literally one that works fifty percent of the time at best. I think I solved it Oof. today. Also, I have two. Oh, oh. <laughs> they're multiplying. Yeah, like um... rabbits. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not yeah. for the next act. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be what? me wait, with wait, the lineups. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. What do you mean? You can you can learn all the the Phoenix Molly lineups. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's just not as useful, obviously, for post-plant situations as a Brim Molly. Yeah. There are probably I, a couple. I, I was thinking I was thinking that, like, I don't really... I just have a hard time enjoying the idea of learning Silva lineups until I came to the realization that what I really want to do is have lineups that enable me to get kills with an Odin, particularly for post-plant. Because, like, the biggest one that I was thinking I want to try to tackle is... There's the uh, there's the steel plant on Haven where you plant on B and then go into A sewers with an Odin and wallbang the plant. Yeah. So I was like, could I have an arrow from like right before A lobby that's like really high? So like it takes a while to land that then also reveals in there. And that then... one would be kind of hard because there's a ceiling on B. Well, yes, there's yeah, a ceiling on B, but like... You can have it land outside of B in a place where it would still scan, pl like, diffuser. Right, and I also, I also an experiment with where bounces. exact... Yeah, yeah. The bounces yeah, is, is faster. Bounces. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, that I would that I could uh, very much enjoy. Okay, so. I think you would have to hit the door frame and have the door frame bounce towards a link. Well, what I was also wondering is, I don't know where exactly you can... Um, plant the spike to still be spammable with the odin and that's what i need to experiment with because if i yeah. can plant the spike kind of out from the corner then potentially landing like just in the arch could be all right like in the door frame yeah, could yeah. be like, good enough could, as long yeah. as someone can't hide in the corner of that box exactly but. that's that's what i'm saying so. yeah usually i think usually the plant goes down right in that corner because that's the safest place to get the plant down no i'm cast i'm saying that i'm 
on the team planting um, the spike. Uh, I, well, <laughs> I can have it be planted somewhere okay. else. Hold on. Yeah. If you're planting the spike, I don't know how realistic it is for you to get to a lobby. I'm on the team of the person planting the spike. I can tell them where to plant it. Yeah, but I'm saying it might not be safe for them to plant it there. Well, sure, but like, yeah, I mean, just to be clear, Cass, I'm not saying that like I'm planning on learning this lineup and then doing this every single round of the game and it will always work. Like, yeah, there's going to be times when it does it doesn't work. And then at that point, I've just been watching the flank from A and then I can come back to like as soon as I see that it's planted in a spot that doesn't work. I can just, you know, rejoin the the team slash continue watching flank. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, it's sometimes that happens. The play gets busted. Like all all I'm trying to say is I think you need the lineup for that exact corner because you can say, hey, I want it planted in this corner and somebody else can go and plant it there. But like, I, I don't think it's realistic to be like, hey, can you plant exactly right here? a little bit outside of the corner. I think that's a bit too much to ask. Well, no, I think you just need to figure out how to call it. But like, yeah, this is... Yeah, this is getting very into the weeds. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Cass. I just feel like there are times when I could have the coordination to do it because I need to communicate, one, this is where I want the spike. Two, someone else watch whichever link it is while the spike is going down so that the person doesn't get swung because they're more vulnerable. Yeah. That, that's what you need. You need those two things. But, but this is all going back to the discussion of post-plant all of a sudden being nerfed by, uh, by this being a thing. So, so we'll see if it is a thing. Um, I was just thinking kind of what the counterplay to that would be. Like, do you, I would imagine that wingman makes a sound when he's walking. So if you're on, if you're on offense, you would hear his little feet walking up to the bomb and then you would hear the sound of the bomb diffusing. So like you wouldn't know for sure that it was the wingman who walked up to the bomb and started diffusing. The wingman could just be walking somewhere else and then expire at the same time as someone else is diffusing, but you could have a pretty good guess that that's what was happening. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of, I think the counterplay isn't the right word. That's kind of how you would figure out that that's what's happening. And then therefore your post plant setup isn't going to get him off the, the bomb. Um, still very strong, but that's how you would know, okay, time to spam or push. Our, uh, our KJ Mollies aren't going to get the job done. I, I think Mollies will get the job done still, but... I, yeah. I would... Uh, you want to bet something on this, cast? Because I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident here. I've got to think that Mollies will still get yeah. the job done. It's uh, just like a you... waste of... A Molly? <laughs> Yeah. I like I don't know it could it yeah. could be the other way because then you're just like racking time off and you're fine with that. You right? know we we have so many ongoing bets it's probably not worth doing, but I would be willing to bet this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, Chase. Yeah, it, it would be very drastic, a very drastic shift in how the game is played for sure. Um, oh, I, yeah, I, I was just saying, I, I just think the biggest thing is in like in one v ones. Oh, yeah. That's, huge that's, in 1v1s. Like, that's massive in 1v1s. Okay, obviously, if you die, he stops diffusing yes. the spike, right? Yes. Yeah. If, if He's you too sad die, to keep going. No, if, like, no. if you die at any point in time, your, um, your things become, I believe the term they used was scared, and run away. They should become okay. enraged and go pick up your gun and start using it against the enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
if there are multiple of your pets active when you die, one of them grabs your primary, one grabs your secondary. It's all three. One grabs your knife. They're coming yeah. for the enemies. <laughs> they need revenge. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, I like it, it. It's stupidly strong in one v ones, which is a very similar thing that was said about Harbor's Harbor's Cove when Harbor first came out, right? Yeah, yeah, they could like, be dumb strong in one v ones, but it's not really. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still kind of. It is kind of strong, but yeah, it's still kind of strong in one v ones. Um, especially depending on what enemy or what weapon the enemy has. Yeah. Um, but yeah. like, and like, I think this is in a similar position, right? Like, it, in a one v one, it it's really strong to have somebody else, or well, have your your wingman diffusing the spike while you can hold the angle. And it doesn't really matter that the that the opponent knows that that's what's going on. It's that's like, nuts because to... you know the opponent has to peek you right now. Yeah, yeah. And like usually that's the trade off when you're when you're like diffusing spike when like when yeah. you tap because you're like I know they have to peek me right. because I could be on spike right now, and I don't have my gun out if I'm diffusing. So that's why you mm-hmm. tap. But if you can just send your wingman out to just start diffusing, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They, like, they have fuck. to fucking swing you. They have to swing you, and you you have your gun out ready to shoot them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's and you could be playing any number of off angles. Yeah, like, like you, you tap... could be not near where the spike is planted. Yeah, yeah. when you tap spike, they have a generally a pretty good idea where you're going to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, which which actually does kind of bring me back to the idea of I wonder how audible the footsteps of the wingman are because. You know, you might be revealing your position when you send it out if the footsteps are something like, you know, Yoru decoy footsteps where they're pretty loud and you're like, oh, okay, there's where the person is starting from. And then, you know, okay, that's where the guy is. Right. But there, if there's a piece of cover, I could send my wingman out from yeah, behind yeah. the piece of cover and then peek from either side of it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's still stupidly yeah. strong. Like, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. makes it like a bad ability by any means. I, I was just kind of trying to imagine how it would play out. But yeah, I mean, it's well, it's great. Yeah, I I don't I I still think there's the element of like, you, you probably kind of need to be somewhat nearish. Like, okay, uh, unless you're in a scenario where you have literally no fucking idea where the last man alive is. Yeah. Um, and like you're tapping in that scenario to try and bait a reaction. Um, like it, if you have a general idea where they're gonna be, like you you kind of need to be near-ish to the 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 spike or just like playing a complimentary angle because if they can swing out and shoot your wingman and then just dip behind cover and you never got an angle on them like i i guess it tells you where they are but if you already knew where they are it's not like you can just be playing in the middle of buttfuck nowhere no obviously yeah but yeah. You, you're trying to hold you're obviously trying to hold that angle but i'm saying that there yeah. might be multiple places to hold that angle from especially if there's some travel time for the wingman, where you can put it down, it travels to the spike, and when it taps, then you could be somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and as I'm thinking about it, this probably also incentivizes as well um, you playing as the uh, attacking team, playing the post plant against a gecko, a much more aggressive post plant. Because if you could find a way to shoot the gecko as it's walking to the spike, even if you don't have a good shot on the gecko, that's huge. Like, like you would, def- you would, you really would prefer to take the fight with Gecko if it's favorable to you, or shoot 
the wingman before it starts doing that because all of a sudden that's a very bad position when the gecko yeah is if it gets the, the diffusing the spike mm-hmm. yeah while you yeah. have to fight the gecko yeah um yeah just, imagine you just whiff on the gecko and on like the, wingman. the gecko also whiffs oh no on the gecko okay yeah on the gecko the gecko also whiffs but then, like, the wingman's just diffusing Spike this whole time, and you gotta, like, fucking reload your clip, and it gets yeah. the diff- diffuse off or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, like, you, you go to swing the wingman desperately with like, your classic out, and you get knifed by the gecko. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, so something somebody pointed out on Reddit that I thought was really funny is, uh, yeah, can't wait for wingman to entry more than my duelists do. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Really funny. Yeah, that also... Spike. Yeah, that also uh, brings a, brings us around to that side of things, the offense side, mm-hmm. the ability of Wingman to plant the spike. Um, I don't believe it, none of the YouTube videos I saw confirmed this, except it seems so incredibly obvious. I feel like it's going to be this way. I ask when did you see from the pro games? If Wingman is carrying Spike, he, he drops Spike, right? If he shot when he's oh yeah, planet. he dropped. He yeah, can yeah, drop yeah, Spike yeah. in the middle of but fuck nowhere if you shoot him. Yeah, that's that, it. Would be ridiculous if it was any other way. <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to confirm. Um, yeah, the potential here is very interesting because on the one hand, like Cass said, you know, if you get too crazy with it, you can very easily just gift the spike to the enemy. But um, there are also cases where your post plant doesn't involve you taking much space on site, where if you use the right utility along with, like before the wingman goes in, some flashes, some smokes, maybe some info abilities, you could basically have a pretty decent idea that the wingman can get to this position safely. And then now all of a sudden you're just in your post plant position without having to fully take sight with spike planted. Which, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's huge. kind of like a, you know, the jet dash into to plant on a uh, B site Haven. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Like you could, with, you should go with the jet dash out. Yeah, but uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You you you're like not taking any space on site. The whole deal is like yeah. in specifically with that site is you can all play just for post plant. Mm-hmm. Um and give them all the space and now this wingman is able to do that. Um that's kind of not as common because there are a lot of sites where you do have to take space just to be able to like get a position on the site to plant. Um Yeah. So I, and honestly, that like jet strat is not super effective unless you have like insane team coordination. And then even when you do it, like the pro level, it's like sometimes effective. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think there are a couple It's like a really good eco is, strat. Yeah. It was like, just it, because it, you get the plant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you only, um, you, you, you like use a lot of utility from them on, which is like, you know, inexpensive and doesn't really require you to have good guns. Mm-hmm. And then also, you're probably going to get smoked off, and you just spam spike. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, there, there were two sites in mind that I was thinking about when, when I thought of this. Number one was, yes, B-Side Haven. Um, you can just have the wingman, you can, you can smoke it off, maybe throw some sage orbs or, you know, neon slows or whatever, and just try to have him get plant down, and then you guys can all play back um, and just spam spike. The, the other site I was thinking about is not currently in ranked. Um, but a site breeze. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't yeah. thought of that if, one, but yeah. Assuming it isn't changed in any capacity when it's brought back, the common strat is you put the Viper wall up, somebody goes and plants Spike right titty. 
And then usually whoever planted Spike, maybe one other person hangs out around there while everybody else just plays in caves or shop. Um, yeah. Yeah, so just, that would be that would be good too. You could just literally have no one take sight. Just have wingman go and plant. I was also um, thinking of... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that, that was all I had to say about that. Oh, got it. I, I was... I would, the one that came to my mind... Well, two places came to my mind are sites that are kind of difficult to take and have post plants from like the main of that site which is split b site if you plant for garage and pearl b site if you plant for long now in in both of those cases you would have to realistically win a duel with the person in that area or use significant utility to make it very difficult for them to kill the planter but if you could pull it off to just all of a sudden be in your ideal post plant with spike planted pretty crazy <laughs> now this i guess works for both like offensive and defensive wingman but what's the hitbox on this guy yeah true right because if he's diffusing and you're spamming through a smoke is it harder to hit the wingman than it is to hit a person well it's interesting because i believe in the animations he's really been like much more over top the spike like not just talking vertically but like <clears throat> in terms of like closer to the center point of the spike. Yeah, so are you just be. like totally <laughs> fucked on spamming? No, I think spamming will be about the same. Obviously, it might, it might even be easier. When it comes it to, takes when it comes to preventing the defuse, I feel like it might be significantly easier because you might be able to shoot much more center of mass of the spike. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you don't know, so you're still shooting. Oh, if you don't way. know, like, it's the wingman. You don't oh, know it's the oh, wingman or... Th like you don't know if it's the wingman or a, like someone sticking. Like you don't know exactly where mm. to to be spamming this smoke because you're behind a smoke. Yeah, you also don't get presumably you don't get a cue right when like when you're spamming spike and you kill someone sticking spike, you get the little kill banner that shows up. Oh, interesting. Oh. I wonder if there's a cue that they stop. Yeah, I don't know if there's a cue or not. That would be wild if not. I didn't think about that. That's another huge benefit. Look, sometimes the queue fucks you because then you, you've killed a person that's not the one defusing. True. And you think you've killed yeah. the diffuser. Well, yeah, I, yeah I, I remember somebody pulling a big brain strat on Icebox where they put a sage wall up and they were defusing. And the Sova crouched in, in, in sight of the people playing behind the yellow. Yeah. As if he was the one diffusing oh i remember that as um, well yeah and so the sova died and they assumed that they killed diffuser and it was just the sage behind the wall diffusing the entire time right damn right. um so yeah i don't know how that would work but like you also unlike a yoru decoy like you can't just have the wingman stay there so i don't know if there's like a cue or not but like you can't fake with the wingman the wingman either does or doesn't yeah, that's true. If you know, if you have a reasonable suspicion or know that it's the wingman on the spike, he's sticking. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's yeah. interesting. Also, I, I mean, a big part of just the offensive, you know, having wingman plant spike for you, which is a lot more useful in other situations where you take sight as normal. And now you just have five guns to be defending sight while plant goes down. That's true as well. Yeah. Right. This is like, it's not only a, oh, I got to send, send wingman in to like get to this place that might not be safe for me to go in. It's like, yeah, 
uh, we just have an extra gun on the extremities to be holding sight right now. You, you're not taking a person out of it for however many seconds to plant spike. There's, and risking okay, their life, there's, yeah. There, there's a couple counterpoints I have to that. Um, and like, this is mostly just playing devil's advocate, but like, point number one is you can't plant open with wingman. Why not? Because he goes until he hits something in plant area and then plants. Oh, does he? You can't you can't stop him early and be like plant there. Oh, he has to. Well, I thought open. there was a range. Oh, there there might be a range, and you might be able to abuse the range. And yeah, because well, I was going like, to say if, if I put him down here, he plants here. Well, because Cass, I I feel like what you're saying must not be totally correct because there's no way it would work that if there's an open spot on the other side that he would just walk completely through the plant area and just never plant. Yeah, I don't know how that interaction works, but from what I saw, you can't just stop him from running forward. Oh, well, just to be clear, I, to I totally agree. It seems like we have all the information on what control you do and don't have, so mm -hmm. I fully agree that you can't stop him. But, I just think um, there might be a, an end range. It's not an infinite, there, like, he walks forward infinitely. Yeah, there there might be. I'm, yeah, I'm curious how exactly that works. If it's like, yeah. he takes a certain amount of steps past where he crosses into the spike area, or like, you know, he plays, or, maybe it's it's the boundary of the area, so even if yeah, it's Yeah, it might not, be the boundary of the area, so you yeah. could plant on the boundary of where plant is possible. Um, I'm just saying, like, he might, it might be like a, he moves forward for 15 meters. And at the end be. of 15 meters, wherever he is, he starts yeah. planting. But I, I don't necessarily think that's the case, because, like, at least from what I saw... You can send him out from, like, a fair distance away from plant site, or the planting area. Yeah, also, well, maybe also, that range is obviously longer than 15 meters, but, like, you know, it, there's got to be a range, because even with the concuss thing, it's not like he walks forward infinitely until he sees right. someone. <laughs> the Terminator little grip that he's just, he's hunting um, the whole map looking for someone to concuss. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly how that yeah. works, but it seems like it'd be difficult at least to get him to plant open. Um, and so presumably you have to send him into a corner or a cubby to plant, realistically. Um, yeah, I had another point, and I kind of lost my train of thought while we were discussing the first point. But yeah. Like, I, I, well, like one thing in, I in a scenario... Of... Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, in a scenario where you've taken sight and you... Rather have I, I think it's worthwhile to have four guns and one person planting open and very optimally than it is to have five guns and get plant down maybe suboptimally. Is yeah, but what's optimal? That's just based on what a, what the rest of your strategy is yeah. is based around. So like optimal can be in a corner if you plan the rest of your strategy around planting in the corner. Yes. Yeah. So but it, talking about ranked play, I mean, which is exactly optimal. what it is. Yeah, well, like and, like most of the time you're in a corner and that's quote unquote optimal because it's safe and that's like that's where everybody has lineups to. That's where everybody knows how to play around because that's the most common angle. Like that's what default is typically. I, yeah. I like, I I would say that at least when I'm planting and you know being jet, I don't plant a ton. 
but literally whenever plant like possible i'm planting as open as i fucking can so that it can be seen from literally all angles well i will say Cass, what i go for your jet experience is probably a little different than the average spike uh, than the average uh, spike bitches experience because mm-hmm. you uh if you're planting it's because someone walked into sight with spike on your team and died and you got the trade for them and now you're able to go plant at which point we have site control in most cases when that's happening you have a window of time where you can plant anywhere or at least in a variety of spots and then the other one is where you know it's you, you rotate with the spike and you get to the other site before the enemy and now you can also I, take your pick yeah i'd say that one's that's the more common one yeah but you yeah. have a window of time in which you yeah can yeah do yeah that. of course right whereas like i'd say the vast majority of the time where you're planting spike you do not have site control and you're trying to plant safe so that you can get into a post-plant scenario as mm-hmm. quickly as possible in ranked at least yeah. yeah yeah and that's another thing specifying as well that like at the pro level I can see what you're saying, Cass, where you have a you have a plant that you really want that might be difficult to get wingman to. And so it's good to have one person do the plant while the other four people are covering. But at the ranked level, it can be very difficult to have your teammates cover you while you're planting uh, in an effective manner, such that there's a much higher chance of someone swinging and just none of your teammates watching for it while you're planting open and you happens die. all the time you have five yeah. alive and you're planting spike and right. you die as as planter somehow you're like mm-hmm. how is nobody holding the angles i don't know and like i don't know maybe this has to do a lot more with me not planting spike all the time but i feel like in ranked it's way more common for you to take site control and then somebody go on and plant i feel like it's way less common that you have not full site control and plant goes down or you have questionable site control and plant goes down that i feel like that's not correct well that, that I, may not be correct, what i'm picturing cast what i'm picturing is it's sort of like site plus extremities that you really need because if i'm thinking of planting split and not default not for garage but like right in the middle of the plant area on split b site mm-hmm. um you know we might have full site control but then someone swings from CT and because I'm planting open, I get immediately shot there. And like that, we have site control in the sense that we control the whole immediate area, but like there's still that potential for someone to hear the plant swing oh, out okay. and right. then bam. I feel like split B site might be a little bit cherry picked in your context. Well, I was I thinking of it because planting... I, we I didn't okay, cherry yeah, pick yeah. it as much as that was just what was on my mind. Uh, planting, planting for garage on split B site is fucking rough. Yes. Um, specifically when you don't have heaven control, but I, I was wasn't even talking about heaven control. I, I was thinking more along the lines of like a site haven, right? Yeah. Um, you don't need you don't need heaven control. You probably want to smoke there, but you don't need that, and you don't need CT necessarily to get the spike down fairly open when you've got full sight and usually what happens is your team pushes in they take full sight control you've probably got a smoke on heaven maybe a smoke ct and somebody just plants default well but the thing is with what we're talking about cherry picking and a site on haven is very cherry picked because it's a small site in which if you take if you're like entering onto site and plant default you kind of need control of the whole site Mm-hmm. like well, it's not it's it's not a very large site to to have control of like that's just how it af- happens you push people back you have a smoke on ct in heaven and like 
that's what it is. It's not like you're going to be planting when you don't have short control. Well, what I, what I will say though, Cass, well, actually, first of all, Jace, you'd be surprised how many times I've been on Haven as a defender in short, they all go long and do plant. Well, I'm still in short. Well, that, I think that's, that happens, has, you know, has to do with the, it does, the it does happen we're a in, lot, but it's ranked. dumb. Yeah, I'm saying it's dumb. dumb. Yeah. But there are so, so many other sites where that's not the case, where you can be planting and like, there are plenty of spots on site that have not been cleared. Well, okay, actually, well, Chase, here's the thing. Going back to Haven, like uh, a site, I think it's, it's, it still furthers our point here, which is that when you talk about an open plant, on Haven A site, um, anywhere along like the the box that you the long side of the box for default, it's not like there's one specific point. It's just kind of along that box. Any of that, you're playing for some combination of short and long when it comes yeah. to your post plant. So to really plant open, you need to plant for CT for the potential that you could be you know playing from hell or CT. And at that point, if you're planting while being exposed to CT, then the exact same thing ha is is in play where you could have full site control, but while you're planting, someone you know pops out of CT and it just so happens that in ranked, none of your teammates are watching that and you just get gunned down for no reason. Like, yeah, I, as a Killjoy okay, main, I, there's some trauma, uh, you know, coming up discussing this. I, this has happened quite a lot. Okay, I, I guess just in regards to A-Site Haven, when I think planting open, I think of planting for both um, for both short and long, because default plant isn't quite really for either. Like, well, that's just kind of a weird site because default plant is kind of along a line, right? It's really yeah, just on the like, long side yeah, of that box. I, okay, I, I I guess without literally pulling up the map and pinging where I like to plant, it's like right side clear of that mid box and about halfway up yes yeah, so I, I would argue that's not planting open that's planting in a different location than default but you you can also yeah, plant like, there without without being i think of an open plant as one in which if someone swung from the defender's territory they could kill you yeah and the thing about and that's I, not true of what you're saying okay at least from what i'm saying is ct has line of sight Heaven has line of sight. Hell has line of sight. Short has line of sight. Long has line of sight. I think that's as open as you can possibly Wait, have. CT has line of sight to this spot? Yeah, CT has line of sight to where I plant. Okay, I'm very confused. You might have to show me later. But anyway, okay. uh, I'm back. Um, so either way, okay. CT has it. That, that comes down to what I'm saying. The whole point is that yeah, in ranked, yeah, yeah. oftentimes people don't hold the right stuff and you can get sure. swung while well, you're it's planting. Just the, yeah, the more open yeah. you're planting, the more angles there are to be held while you're planting while you're planting yeah. right and if and if you specifically and, have your your little buddy wingman here you're probably going to be watching out for him like you're probably going to be like oh let me hold the angles that he's in danger from and now you shoot yeah. the guy who and you and now you planting. have five guns to hold di yeah. different angles instead of four guns that that's the whole point of that my entire topic there yeah. was like that's i feel like that's just a more common scenario than trying to plant without any sight control sure but like either way, um, Cass, I fully agree for like you know high level coordinated play. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. talking about the chaos of gold. Yeah. Now the other thing that I'm wondering about is like, how easy is it going to be to get wingman to plant for like long on Sea Heaven, right? Yeah. That's just the site that comes to mind because like, you run forward and you kind of have some cover from the box, but you plant next to that. Yeah, like, True. do you have to then turn? 
Yeah, do I have look to angle at, like him? in in your way? You'd have to like turn point directly ninety degrees toward the box. No, 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 no. Because I think when he hits something, he plants. So if he hits something at an angle, he plants. So okay, so I just he just needs to, to hit that box. Slightly. Yeah, I think I think I think I just need to have some kind of angle of incidence into that box. Yeah, that but if it's the way that I was thinking, you just have to put him down at a certain time in which he plants for long. Which might also be the case. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Oh my gosh, okay. I, I just had a thought. I wonder if you can activate <clears throat> Wingman's Go Plant Spike ability in a situation where there's not an eligible plant. And that might sound, seem weird, like, why would you do that? What presumably if... Presumably no. Well, I'm wondering if... Presumably... Well, here's the thing. I'm really curious if it allows you to, because that could potentially have some other abilities for you, where you're on offense... You start out in the default. You're in position as the gecko where the rest of your team just got a bunch of space towards one site and it's going to take you a while to to rotate over. You might want to like, you know, lurk somewhere else. <clears throat> you can send <laughs> your little spike package. You can send your wigman to like towards your team and then whenever he expires, we don't know what causes him to expire. But whenever he expires, the wingman becomes a, a a ball and then he drops spike at that location. Which, if that's over by your team, now you've just mailed the spike over to them. Well, you can go do something else. I don't know that that's going to be crazy valuable. I don't know I just if thought that's that... super valuable because it just seems risky. Yeah, I mean, it definitely that, like, seems why risky. Why wouldn't you just walk over to your team? I mean, you, well, you have to, if you have to cross angles. I'm picturing then... uh, I'm on, it's Icebox. I was, I was going to, I was like uh, on attack as Gecko. I'm like by A. My team all of a sudden has some space by B. So I swing mid, I see, you know, mid is safe for the moment. I send my wingman to go to, you know, be long while I then push into mid. Pretty safe. Yeah, so it'll allow you to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying, like, that that would be a very cool feature. I don't think that is possible. Like, it only lets you activate the spike mode if you can plant? I believe that is the case. However, I like what you're putting down, and I think that's really cool. I mean, I'm not it, sure that the ability needs another buff, but still. You know, you know how they call like Sage a bomb carrying robot. Yeah, on Icebox. Yeah, I guess this Sage's is the job new just got stolen. Bomb carrying robot. <laughs> yeah. Although it's much cuter than a robot. It's a wing. Yeah. Well, we've discussed okay. this ability for a long time. Yeah. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say we should move on to the C ability because I think this is, I think this is interesting for how it plays out. I yeah, haven't thought that much about it, so I'm really curious what you guys thought cool. it. Yeah, so C is the mosh pit. This is the one pet that uh, blows his load and cannot be reused. Yeah, the dev said, <laughs> you know, Mo- they said, you know, mosh is still figuring out, figuring it out. It's he's uh, he's young. Yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> so it's funny. So, he's like figuring it out by dying when he's used. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know so how he, much he's he gonna learn. He can't be used multiple times yeah. because he's he's young. He's new. He, he's still figuring out how to be used. So he's got a little bit of post not clarity going on. <laughs> he's like, why am I even doing this, dude? So he's got one charge. Anyway, so you equip Mosh and fire to throw Mosh like a grenade and alt fires underhand. And on landing, there's this very large AOE on the ground that's clearly marked with this green goo. And then after a certain amount of time, I want to say it's like a second and a half, a second? It's it's something significant. It's like enough time that assuming you're not you like concussed, you yeah. can definitely leave if even if you're at the center of it. Um but after that, ba boom. There a goes second and the a half sounds about right. 
Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if it was too long because, like, a lot of times I feel like in game things feel a lot like shorter or, or longer. Longer. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. When you think yeah, of like feel a second longer half, you're like, oh, that's no time at all. But like in game, that's quite a bit of time. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, it seems like it does very large PP damage, uh, because it's this one blast that is very obviously uh you know shown unlike a raise nade <laughs> and uh you have the potential to just leave so cast and, and chase it, it pings once it pings once and it has diminishing damage starting like the highest damage at the center i believe and lower yeah. damage and on the outside it explodes once yeah yes. well well it's it's on the ground and it yeah it like it explodes once didn't you say but on, once? I, I said pings yeah, once right, because I was just like, that the terminology <laughs> yeah it's the terminology you would use for like other mollies which like you know ping damage multiple times well what who says ping damage ko nade what yeah i've never heard anyone say describe that as working okay tick ping same no no the ping yeah it makes sense to me makes sense maybe tick was the proper word to use but like okay i'm too much of a i guess i'm you guys have done like computer stuff as well, but like you know, like pinging is like sending a request for something. Well, I know what yeah, the actual back. thing. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. But yeah, like if you get pinged with a Sova dart, that makes sense. You're sending something out, and then something comes back, the person's location. No, 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 okay, so like no, pinging no, but... with damage is uh, okay. Sorry, I'm being nerdy. The, the, the I'm being pinging, nerdy. The pinging makes perfect sense. It's just like I feel like tick is usually what you would use to describe a regular Molly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, like, what was, that's, that's what I was. trying time? to go to, but, yeah, but delivered the same information. I don't think so, it did. It, no, <laughs> I, I I legitimately I think, interrupted not to be nerdy, but because I was worried people would be no, confused. No, okay. Anyway, but back I, to the, I think back to the. Point. I think ping makes a lot of sense because it's once. All right. It, I mean, it, I would. I, I'm, not gonna, it, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pursue this further. Yeah, I'm not going to. But I, I would yeah. say that you know, Ko Nade pings four times or three times or whatever. But back to you. Yes, but the, uh, but sure. the loss in all that. There's one. There's one large tick. Yes, and and, and it's decreasing damage, like Jay said, from decreasing the damage. Yeah, has it sucked and all it, your blood out? It kills you in the center. <laughs> oh, it does. Really, it's one fifty. Yeah, I. It is one. It is one shot. It fucking kills you at the center. I think it's one <laughs> shot. <laughs> I love. I was like, does it do one fifty? It fucking kills you. <laughs> I That's don't know. all the damage like, you the need thing to is, know. I know it does very significant damage, and yeah. I don't know the numbers. But yeah, okay, like the, basically, the dev described it as similar usage case to a uh, breach aftershock, yeah. of where it tells you you are moving from here, or you're dead. What if it's something wacky, like it's one thousand damage at the center, and then it falls off exponentially, yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> like ten damage, like a foot from the edge. I I think like close to the edge it still does considerable damage it's just not 150 yeah uh, like you could survive from, it yeah from what it seems like it's like you are here you are dead is kind of the implication of it yeah it's like don't you can't be here that that's the point of it is mm-hmm. is it's like a similar to the aftershock where it's like okay if, if you're in this cubby and i'm aftershocking it you can't be there you have to leave even if you're full health Right. You can take one. Can you take one or two ticks of aftershock? You can take two. It does sixty per. Okay. Yes. However, um, if you're taking two, you you better have a good reason for it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So at any rate, the reason why I think this is uh, that this is really cool is because 
this game doesn't have a lot of grenades in, them, in it. There's the race nade, and then there is technically KO nade, but I don't. I feel like KO nade functions more like a molly than it does like a grenade. Hmm. In my mind, unfortunately, but I think it's very cool to have a "Hey, fuck you" option. Yeah, and you know, it, like I hate it when I get hard yeah. called out by raise nades. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hate it when I get hard called out by this ability. I will but say, I you like brought it. up raise nades, and what I tried to hint at earlier is the fact that one of your biggest complaints and mine as well is that the raise nade, it's kind of impossible to tell where exactly the damage is going to be dealt. But with this, it's extremely obvious. It's, you know, very clearly signposted. If you're here, you take damage, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, that I, is nice. Yeah, I, I think it's really fair, and I think it's very cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard fucking clear of something. Yeah. Well, it's a hard clear, but you have to wait. Someone could absolutely, you know, get the timing right where they wait until you, you think they're not there, you know, the 0.25 seconds or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they swing. Boom. Yeah, I, I think it's like, I think it's a second and a half. So it's not like. So 0. 0.5. Right? They wait 0. 0.5 yeah. seconds to the point where, sure. okay, no one's there. Well, and like, then they swing. I, I, I think the big thing is like, they're only, the way that I see it is there are two things in this game that hard call you out of a given angle. Um, on their own. Obviously, um, what is it? The fucking Vi- Viper Molly plus Shock Dart will do the exact same job. But what I'm thinking of is like a Raise Nade can hard call you out in a cubby, and yeah. a Phoenix Molly can pretty much hard call you out in a cubby. Yeah, it does the damage so fast. Because it does damage so fast that like you, you're not fucking. Well, I just think Mollies hard call you out. Maybe not, maybe not a Viper Molly. Um, well, like, because you can tank one Viper Molly and, and live still, but yeah. I'm saying that if a Brim Molly or a KJ Molly, like, they all hard call you out. You have to leave. Eventually, yes. But if you're willing to die in the Molly, you can sit in that cubby for longer than you might think. <laughs> Did you just say if you're willing to die in the Molly, then you can die in the Molly? If you're saying if you think they're going to push past <laughs> you in that think, time and you're okay with the push, trade... Yeah. Yeah, if I think they're going to push past, you can sit in that molly for longer than you might think. Acknowledge that, like, oh, yes, I see. Will okay, die. okay. Yes, I am not going to be able to leave the range and live, but I can sit here and I can take a lot of damage and I can still shoot two people. Maybe just one. They'll walk past this angle, assuming it's cleared. No wonder Cass's cast is dog shit. He's just sitting in mollies all day. <laughs> <laughs> he views uh, mollies like hunting stands. He's like. Well, might as well sit up here and see if some prey walks past. That's Cassid Molly's. Oh, shit, I'm dead. (laughs) Hunter, to catch you up, uh, Chase Starwalk, you got some of our tracker stats earlier, and, like, my cast is dog shit. Everything else is pretty good, but my cast is fucking abysmal. Yeah, I was looking at your cast a couple weeks ago because I was trying to prove that I don't throw on Neon, and it was very helpful to see that your cast was significantly worse on Jet. So, yes, I, I am very aware of this fact. Which I believe is just my teammates aren't trading me. <laughs> I just no, have I mean, better teammates I, I also than you. determined that this in the same way, but it's more of a when I when Cass was like, "Oh yeah, my cast is dog shit." I was like, "Oh, it's a you entering site and your teammates not being able to follow you up." Now that's either a your teammates not following you up because they should have been and they weren't there, or as is often the case, they can't. Well, the key thing is we're comparing, like, if we're comparing, like, you know, a KJ 
to a jet where the KJ, you know, hopefully is playing with the team the whole time and therefore can get traded. Then that's one thing that makes it, you know, more understandable. But in the case of uh, jet versus neon where they're both speedily entering, I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think there's any excuse there, Cass. Well, the counterpoint that I brought up is uh, being last alive kind of fucks your cast over. Oh, last yeah, alive you, in a uh, when you lost when you lost one VX. Yeah, in a one VX fucks your cast over. Now I'm not saying that's me, and it's definitely not you. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I never <laughs> have to worry about that. But all I'm saying is, yeah. when we're thinking about that. I'm like, wow, being last alive really fucks your cast. Well, I mean, I mean if you get a kill, then it's you're, funny you're because fine. you guys complain about me being last alive a lot. Yeah. Well, no, and if yet you get my a kill, cast is high. Well, yeah, if you're in a 1v4 oh, yeah. and you get a kill, like, your cast is still positive. You gotta right. kill that. Oh, true. Well, yeah. It's, well, it's Chase, we're not gonna have to worry about you yeah. uh, being last alive uh, for the next act, I would say. I'm no. excited. Well, hope, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Just playing Phoenix like a controller. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the wall the is his signature ability. We're gonna be playing a two-site map and both Chase and I are gonna be lurking. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> How that's possible? I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I'll be working A, Chase will be working B, and our team is in spawn. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, shall um, we proceed to the ultimate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's hit the ultimate. Sounds good. The ultimate is one that I'll see if Cass has any more information about from watching because there's a lot that I don't know. I've seen the little animation of it. So mm-hmm. X Thrash. Equip Thrash and Fire to link with Thrash's mind. Thrash is some sort of land shark, by the way. Very cool. And steer her through enemy territory. Activate to lunge forward and explode, detaining any enemies in a small radius. Detaining. <laughs> Let me emphasize. When Thrash expires, she reverts into a dormant globule ball. I don't know why they call it globules. They say that for all of them. I just only read it now. And you can reclaim Blobule. it and throw it after a short cooldown. And it can be reclaimed once. So basically, it's it's almost exactly a sky dog in terms of how it works, but instead of concussing and you know doing damage if you directly bite, it um, detains <laughs> like a killjoy ult. Yeah. Yes, like a killjoy. Yeah, yeah. Good to emphasize that in case you don't know, because it's not exactly a common status effect. Um, one thing I know for sure from the few videos I have seen is that it definitely doesn't detain you for the full like, what is it like? Eight seconds. Eight, yeah, eight killjoy. seconds on killjoy. It's definitely not that long. Uh, how long it is specifically, I, I don't know. But either way, this seems like potentially a very strong ult to me. What are what are your thoughts, guys? Um, hold on. D- just for reference, in case anybody listening wants to BM, um, if you get a Killjoy Detain on, like, the last people alive, you can full Diffuse Spike in that Detain time. Yeah, of course. Uh, you get, like... Well, I'm just saying, like, it, it's nice because mm-hmm. you can Diffuse the Spike right in... The enemy's face and then you can get mm. off the spike and shoot them but yeah. like j- just for bm purposes like don't don't shoot them first yeah say? yeah exactly yeah well exactly. i mean i guess that that's probably kind of rare because in that scenario to be able to safely do that it takes seven and a half seconds to defuse the spike so that means you have to be 0.5 seconds away from being out of the spike and not you know get shot by the enemy and then they yes, get detained. Yes. So, like, it, it seems it, kind of rare that that would be the circumstance. Yes, it, but... it is It is rare. All I'm saying is it is possible. Yeah. And that would be some glorious BM. Exactly. And a, there, there is some BM potential there. That's all I'm saying. 
I don't know. I think that this, okay, so this, uh, back to the ult, obviously. I don't know how powerful this is going to be. I think, yes, it's cool that it detains the people that you hit. Mm-hmm. But unlike a Killjoy ult, it doesn't give you guaranteed space. Oh, this is true. It gives you information on what's happening until you hit somebody. And then you hit somebody and you know that at least that person's detained. But uh, it, the, you the don't know any is, of the other angles. The The radius is somewhat sizable. I'd say the radius is similar to the mosh pit. Okay. Really? Still. Okay. I, I didn't know it was like, that, that That is kind of larger than I was expecting. But still, especially in like a scenario where I could see you using this kind of thing, it's not like they're five men rushing, right? Like people are likely in more mm-hmm. set up spots. Um, and so people are likely to be further away from each other than that. And so you're probably just going to get one with this. And if they're the only person on site, great. Now you've got them detained. But that doesn't mean you don't have to clear all of the other angles still as you're trying to get to the person who's detained. Yeah, but the yeah Thrash can presumably do that the same way a Skydog would. When you send well, you a can clear the angle on the way up, but you yes. can't clear further angles which have right. line of sight to the to yes. that person. Yes, that is true. Um, I think there are a couple of things. Yeah, like I I agree, it is not as stupidly powerful as people on on Reddit would want you to believe that it is. Um, at least from my perspective, it seems to move faster than a Skydog does. Like it seems to be fairly speedy, from what I saw. It also, like, um, goes back and forth very menacingly, like yeah, a shark in the and, water. Uh, I, I also thought it was somewhat harder to shoot than a Skydog, from what I saw. Yeah, I'm really curious how much health this thing has, because, you know, how much health it has definitely affects how aggressive you can get with it. Because, like, a Skydog, since it's pretty easily breakable, what you'll see a lot of times if someone is using the Skydog less for info and more to actually stun someone, they will you know, go up to the corner where the person is and then jump the sky dog sideways around the corner and, and immediately, you know, pop it. So it's basically impossible to shoot the dog. So I'm wondering if that's going to be a key to using this alt as well, where, you know, in many cases you want to pop it right as you round a corner expecting yeah. someone's there so that they don't, there's no option for them to shoot it. For, for being an ultimate, I hope that it has a good amount of health. Well, on the one hand, yes. But on the other hand, you know, we talked about already the 1v1 potential of the wingman. You know, if it's a 1v1 or a 1v2 and it's, you know, you just get detained by this thing and it's a two-person yeah. detain. Like, I think it could very easily be too strong if it has too much health. Like, mm-hmm. we'll see. But, like, you know. Especially seems... if you know where the person is. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you don't know exactly where they are, you can find them with the thrash. And if, and if you have a minute to, like, you know, turn if you see you're getting shot. Like, if it's, you know, it's like 200 health or something then, you know, potentially you're like, oh, there you are. Gobble, gobble. Free kill. Get yeah, it, the, didn't I mean, seem like, it didn't seem like the health was crazy. Well, I mean, okay. yeah, I'm not saying crazy. It's just a delicate balance. Yeah, but, no, uh, no, if, I, if the health like, is on the smaller side, you might, you like, a, there is the tech of the sky dog where mm-hmm. you can potentially uh, get from, some value out of it. Yeah, for, from what I saw, I think it'll be shot down more often than not. Um... But you have to shoot it down. It's like priority number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, but like if it if it's shot down more often than not, then I don't think it's a great ult. 
Uh, well, I think it's in an interesting scenario in terms of like, especially as Jet Slash Chamber, like, I disrespect all those kinds of utility. Like, the, the, the Fade Prowler, the Raised Boombot, um, Sky Dogs, Sky Seekers, like, well, the thing is, the sky dog, the sky is not following you up off of a sky dog. No, neither is the gecko. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is there not not in the same way that somebody could be following in a seeker, a prowler, a boombot? Yeah, but like anybody that's not the sky could be following in this utility. Oh, for sure, the yeah. sky dog. The same with same with thrash. Anybody who's not the gecko can be following thrash up. Yeah, and like. For all those other ones, because I have a TP and or a uh, a dash, I'm willing to disrespect it and take the 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 near sight and or the the damage from Ray's Boombot or the concuss. Um, yeah, the detain. That's <laughs> you're not willing to take that. That's for that, sure. That, that, yeah, that's yeah. me dead. Like the, you the are so dead. Is, I am fucked. Um. Yeah, that's me putting my hand up and saying my name out. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it'll be very interesting uh, once it's brought in and like people have a better understanding of of how to use it. But like, I think the big thing is the fact that you can pick it back up and reuse it. And I don't think the detain is really necessarily what you're what you're going for. I. I think it should be better thought of as a potentially a double sky dog. You can sky dog huh. clear an angle. You don't see anybody or anything. You can push up. You can get that back, and you can do that again. Or you can. You can there's a there's a definite BM option here. You detain someone, recover it, and detain them again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna happen. Um, I'm sure. But no, I'm just thinking of like. You send Sky Dog down like a sewers, right? No one was a sewers. So you can Great. take a sewers. We can and take a get the orb back. But with this, you can take that back, and then you can go out onto site. You can do both of those. Yeah. Like I think that's the real strength of this ability. Yeah, and all along the way, if you catch an enemy off guard, you basically get a free kill. Whereas with the Sky Dog, that's much yeah. less of a thing. Yeah, especially if they're pushed up into an angle where nobody can can trade them or be covering them while they're detained. Yeah, yeah which like you know, Haven sewers realistically, if you're in short. Yeah, exactly. Often realistically happens. I don't. Know, I don't um, think it's like a broken ultimate at this no. point. Well, I think we need to know more of the the stats of it. But I'm I'm not you know sounding the uh, the alarm saying it's to me. It's like Fade's ultimate seems stronger. Oh, for sure. I mean, a lot of the ultimates seem stronger to me. It, like, it seems like this is a seven cost from what I saw in uh, the the show match, which okay. I, I think is good. It seems like we have a lot of eight cost, eight cost, you know, round we, altering. We ults. do have a lot of eight cost ults. I wouldn't, especially mind in the being, meta at the moment. I wouldn't mind it being six. I wouldn't mind it being six, assuming there's no crazy, stupid shit that we haven't acknowledged yet. Yeah, then there might be, but. Mm-hmm. Um, or just like weird strats that you're like, okay, well, that's actually really good in this scenario. But I mean, heck, even if the thing is zero health, it just seems really strong that like, if you're around a corner and the gecko knows it, but you don't necessarily know it's the gecko around the corner, pop alt, detain you, free kill. 
like assuming it, it works similarly similarly to the sky dog where you can like pre pop it as you round the corner like yeah that's that's really strong because it's, it's it could almost be used as like a flash that just gets you the kill as long as you use it correctly right right yeah i mean it's it's good yeah, I'm definitely not saying it's OP. I'm just it, saying that it seems good, really cool. I don't, cool, think, I don't see it being like, too happens. strong. And, you know, usually when an agent comes out before we've actually seen them in-game, we're always like, oh, fuck, they seem, like, insanely strong. Um, I guess there are there are parts of this kit that we're, we're like, wow, that, that could be really good in these scenarios. But in general, I think that it seems like this agent is well-balanced. But I don't know if that's... You know, maybe that means they're weak. I don't know. I think he's going to be a niche pick. I, I um, think he's going to be uh, in the meta immediately. Uh, no. Nah. Okay, and the reason that I think he's going to be a niche pick is, I kind of touched on this earlier, but, like, it can be hard to res a KO when a KO goes in into sight. Um, You're just talking about he, how hard it is to retrieve the utility? Yeah, like, it can be, like, people are saying, like, oh my god, he gets, like, two of these every fucking round, besides the mosh pit. Like, it can be hard to retrieve that utility. Now, where I really see his strength is in a, a double initiator comp, which for ranked might be a bit hard to get, but we'll, we'll, we'll take optimal team comps for, for this given scenario. Um, which you use your, you use Gecko's abilities to gain you access to site, use your second initiator's utility, to stall for time while Gecko gets his abilities back. And then he's also got his abilities for the post plan. Um, it is where I see that being very strong. Um, however, in, in a lot of scenarios, it just might not be feasible for you to go and pick your Flash up or pick your Wingman up um, or your Thrash for that matter. Like, the, there's a lot of times where you have to call off sight hits. Right? True. Like, uh, whoever was your entry, right? They your, your jet smoked and dashed in and got spammed down in her smoke. And there's a molly at your feet. Which is where what Chase gotten... was saying plays in, where if you can take your uh, your signature ability and yeet it up into the sky right above you, yeah, then, you know, that, you get that back pretty easily. Right. That that might be the case. Um I, I don't know about that exact interaction, but I, I think in general, the needing to regain your utility to be able to use it again is not going to be as feasible as you might think. Oh, I, I, fu I just, when you said you, I, I think you're, I hope you're referring to someone else besides me, because I totally think that that's going to be a, an issue that like... If you think of it, if you think of it as picking up an alt orb, I mean, the fact that you're going to have to be in an open area taking the alt orb, it's kind of like the whole planning in an open spot discussion from earlier. Like, there's a decent chance, especially at the ranked level, you don't have enough control to, like, guarantee that you'll be safe. And decent chance you'll get swung while doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he'll end up being a, a niche pick at best overall. Well, you want me to come out swinging, tell you why I think he's going to be a dominant force in the meta almost immediately? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, so first of all, you look at the, the low ranks of Valorant, and what do people care about there? They care about abilities that provide value that uh, is immediately apparent, 
And even more than that, they care about fun. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Before we get to the uh, the the fun aspect of this, um, I don't think people use abilities in Iron. They, <laughs> I, I think you have a mix of people in Iron. I think you have people who, you know, just chuck out their abilities like they're candy, and uh, they, you know, they have no real idea of what they're doing besides a couple. They just, you know, might as well use them. You have people who don't use them at all, and then you have people who like are actually pretty good with their abilities good as in like gold level in their ability usage but just have horrible aim so i I think there's a decent amount of ability usage happening in iron okay maybe but anyway so even if you throw that out there's the fun aspect and honestly gecko is incredibly fun considering that he has all these cute little pets and stuff and what he can do with his kit is really is really cool yeah. So I think that he's definitely going to be a highly picked agent at the lower ranks. And then when you go to the top tier ranks, you have incredible potential when used with, you know, a team that can exploit his strengths, whether that's the planning and diffusing, whether that's the uh the Molly with combos, I mean that his Molly with a a, a spade C's could be huge just in general being able to play the timing around that correctly. I mean Heck, his, uh, his ultimate being able to get the best usage out of that. I think that he just does, he fits very well in the, in the current initiator meta of, oh, well, you know, sometimes we're going uh, for info and sometimes we're going for the more aggressive role. And that's why, you know, Sky has been seeing a resurgence. Fade and Sova are, are picked, but more, more Sova. I think he provides, he is good enough to compete with, uh, you know, fade in terms of ability to reveal people with the combination of that flash that's omnidirectional and the fact that he can use his wingman to clear stuff if need be and then get it back and use it for the spike. I, I just I just think that he has very high potential at high levels of play as well as being fun. So that's that's where I rest my case. Yeah, there's a lot of multi-use potential, I, I think. So I think yeah. that, like, he's really adaptable. Indeed. In which, like, especially that wingman can be used in so many different scenarios and in different ways. Yeah. Um, and same with, like, the uh, whatever the Flash is called again. Um, dizzy. Yeah, Dizzy. Yeah, like, there's just so many uses for it that whatever the situation ends up being in a round, I think mid-rounding will be, um, like, really strong. Because you can change whatever your plan was and adapt your utility to use that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mid rounding is going to be huge with him. I agree. I I I think in regards to his E, one of the things that could be really strong is a double um, a double flash comp, in which mm-hmm. you sometimes see this being done with like Sova and Fade, in which they'll throw a flash out, kind of as the dart or the haunt is landing so that you've got a much harder time shooting down the dart or the haunt. True. Yeah. And I think that that could be really strong in combination with Dizzy if it is more shootable or like realistically shootable before the um the flash comes out. Because of how strong I think this flash will be um in terms of not only somewhat highlighting where the enemies are but also it's not dodgeable by breaking line or like by uh, turning turning away from it yeah and so like if you can 
if you can flash and force people to either be blinded and or turn away as Dizzy's going off, you get guaranteed intel, plus they're flashed. Yeah. Which I think is, is going to end up being really strong if you can make use of it. Um, but I think he has a very unique kit, which will lead him into being somewhat niche. Well, he has a unique kit, but like this, the value he provides is something that's useful everywhere. Like if you look at Harbor, he has a very unique kit, but you know, it took a while for him to be used in the pro level at all. And finally he's getting some play. But the fact of the matter is you don't always look at a map and say, you know what I really want now? I want a wall. Whereas like, you know what I would like? I would like a creature who can find enemies and concuss them or plant or defuse the bomb. <laughs> like, you know, that that's obviously one ability for one ability. That's not exactly a fair comparison, but like, I, I just feel like the uniqueness is not niche in the case of this agent. Yeah. I mean, I could see him being like a, like a breach pick. Oh, he's going to be that, so much in that kind breach. of, but in that kind of level, though, I'm saying. Oh, oh I see. Okay, like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, breach always you know, provides value. Pre- yeah, pr- always provides value and is really good on certain maps where you can fit him really well into the team comp. Right. Um, but it's not like an overwhelming like must pick on every map. See, I feel yeah. like without without the team play aspect, he loses a lot of his value. But Almost he's still. Entirely. Well, he's still fun, and his abilities still seem like they're going to be good. I mean, like yeah, but flash. he looks cool, Cass. Yeah, he yeah, does yeah, look yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Cass. Cool Cass, he rides a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of disappointed that like he doesn't like you know do a kickflip kill animation or something. Oh, uh, yeah. that, that, like it'd be cool if they used a skateboard in some kind of way. Yeah. Like, it, It'd be really cool if he had some kind of movement ability with the skateboard. Just like <laughs> I know you like your movement. I like abilities, just guys. do a kickflip. Yeah, <laughs> a little BM action. <laughs> yeah, you get a separate button on your keyboard now. K. Yeah, is just K is kickflip. Kick yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kickflip in someone's face as you detain them before you. Yeah, shoot that them. that's when they add like emotes to uh, to Valorant. Mm. You just have this is the first one specific emotes for uh, yeah. for Gecko, and they're all with the board. Um. <laughs> all right, but like I, I think that like both, both the uh, both his E and his Q being dizzy and wingman. If there's not a good amount of team play, they're very easily dealt with. Um, Thrash similarly is like you kind of need somebody to follow it up to get really good value out of it, which is a lot easier than the other two. Granted, like it's not that hard when you're playing Sky to get somebody to be like, "Yo, follow my Sky Dog, Sky Dog up. I'm dogging through short or whatever." Like that that's that's a hell of a lot easier. But like proper timing with like Dizzy and Wingman, um, I think is going to be a lot harder to get good value out of and we'll have to see. Like I I'm willing to reserve judgment until after he comes out and we get to test him out and whatnot, but mm, Yeah, I, I mean something that sucks is that I feel like I really want to try out this agent. Um <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. And, like, yeah. I feel like I would actually have a lot of fun playing him. And, you know, maybe when I get into game, it'll be more like a fade where I think I'm going to be, like, really like it and end up not uh, liking mm-hmm. the play style. But, like, you know, I've got to wait at least an act to do that. So um, he's going to be out for a full act before I can actually, like, spend some time and, and, and play with him. Yeah, I actually submitted an official um, uh, petition to play Dizzy instead and Chase shot it down. Or Gecko <laughs> instead, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just the dizzy. You, uh, well, you're just dizzy. 
I, I'll allow that if you only use the Disney ability. Sure. That's interesting oh, yeah. that you submitted that. I, I had not heard of this before now. I don't think yeah. it was an, it was that official. I think it's kind of obvious that we were going to shoot that down because yeah. this character is nothing like a cipher. Yeah. Um. Also, I learned a bunch of cipher setups. Like, I, yeah, that'd, that'd be worthless if I. Had wow, to... you guys have done pre work. I haven't even gone into like. I've played like two. You played plays Phoenix before. Silva. Yeah, like kind of. Also, it's Phoenix. Yeah, no, I just flash and run. Need a W cast. Here's the thing. You were just telling me about, oh, you better know some fucking lineups. (laughs) So, (laughs) no, no, cast. Cast, keep in mind, you and me both named Phoenix at one point. So, Phoenix seems really easy to us. (laughs) Chase did not. No, no, but Chase, all you need is a very heavy weight on your middle finger. (laughs) Your left hand middle finger. There's some jokes to be made there. I'm just not, you know, I'm just (laughs) not quite coming up with them at the moment. Okay. Um, but well, unless speak- anybody has any closing remarks about Gecko, I mean, my closing remarks is I, I don't actually have a timer up on my screen, but uh, I think we're over two hours at this point. We're uh, just not, under two hours. Quite. We're shy. Yeah, but yeah. like um, that being said, I would be perfectly okay with this being a single issue podcast because I feel like it was well, a you know good. I, one. I think there's one more thing that we got to talk about, and Hunter kind of alluded to this, and it just wasn't a good transition point. Although I wish it was a better one, which is. Somewhat briefly, now that we've seen Lock-In, how do you feel about some of the lesser-picked agents? Specifically in mind, Harbor. I mean, Harbor, his pick rate exploded versus, like, uh, you know, NA Challengers and, like, the uh, there was that famous statistic of, in North America, the qualifiers for challengers split one zero percent harbors pick uh, harbor pick rate that we discussed obviously in person. Um, yeah, and to go from that to like he's seeming like a solid secondary controller pick, as in often for double controller setups and in a couple cases single controller. I think all of a sudden he's he's almost proving Riot right when they said, "Hey, we don't want to buff him too much more because we think you're sleeping on him a little bit." it seems like teams are finally starting to use him. Yeah, in a way, I still just don't really like him. Like, I, I like him as an agent, but one, I, I just don't like double controller setups. Hmm. Um, Like, team comps, I don't think they're as exciting. Um, and so, like, I just don't love seeing Harbor in as a double controller, hmm. or as the secondary controller, because it's taking away from the flashiness of the game, in my opinion. Um, Ooh, that's a hot take. Wait, wait, the literal flashiness of the game? Well, in a way. Or the metaphorical <laughs> flashiness of the game. I, I was feel, saying I metaphorical, like, but... I feel like Harbor's abilities are pretty interesting, though, no? Well, I mean, I guess not the wall. But that, The abilities are interesting, but the gameplay doesn't necessarily need to be interesting. It doesn't need to be? You're saying it, it isn't? Yeah, I'm just saying it isn't. Yeah, I feel like... like <laughs> double controller is just having less people going in and shooting people in the head. And that's not how I play the game, but it's fun to fucking watch. Like, yeah, I've always been on... I've always been on Cass's side there, which is, like, double duelist comps are just the most fun comps to watch. Yeah. I think it's just hmm. funny, because that's the antithesis of how you play. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I play a fucking controller. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want someone else to be playing a controller. Personally, I I would prefer to see a big mix between who the second uh, agent is. I I... 
I really wanted to see Double Duelist brought back when it was a thing of the past. And I'm very happy that now teams are running Double Duelist sometimes. But I don't really want that to be the team comp. Like, I, I love the fact that I love there being double controller comps as long as that's not the, the, the dominant one comp. That's, yeah, that's I where mean, I stand I, on In it. general, yeah, like a mix of team comps is great, which is why I loved watching Lotus during lock-in because it like every single team had a different comp that they were playing yeah. on Lotus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really cool to watch. But yeah, so like I think that Harbor, I don't think is very strong still. I think that he has his place right now, but it's not like he, he can't effectively single controller. No. Um, and so I don't think he's like super strong. I think it's fair that he was left out entirely of the challengers, but like I, you can definitely see his usefulness um, significantly more because a lot of teams have uh, picked him up and found some really cool strats that they can do with him. Actually, I, I think there's a slight caveat to what you're saying about the single controller. I think he can function as a single controller if you're also playing a Cypher. Interesting. Now, for ranked, I'm not sure how valuable that is solely because if you're going to main harbor, you would presumably need a duo who is also going to be playing Cypher. Um, Yeah. What is it about Cypher that complements harbor in your opinion? I have an idea, but I'm curious. The stall on defense. Oh, okay. Harbor just doesn't have stall on defense. Actually, I Um, I would disagree. I think that that has been something that we've said on podcast a lot, but I think it really showed in the tournament how Harbor does have some stall on defense. That that the fact that his wall can cover so much area means that if you curve the wall correctly and block off an entire entrance to site, you know, unless you all burst through that wall at the same time as, as offense, you know, it's just so many spots to go through that very often you would see teams not disrespecting Harbor utility, but waiting for that high tide to fade away at the pro. Yeah, I mean, so in I, general, at the pro level, like teams uh, respect spokes more. Well, sure. But like one of our theories, at least mine, was that Harbor wasn't getting picked because of the lack of stall utility at the pro level. But the fact that he has two cascades and a high tide and teams are not very willing to push those mm-hmm. has made me seriously reconsider that. Like, sure, at the rank level, maybe, yes, his stall isn't good enough. But, like, I haven't really considered that too much one way or the other. I just was very surprised to see how effective his stall was in the pro games. Okay, I, I, I think the other thing that Cypher brings to the table is the uh, quote-unquote dumb smokes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, like... You can have a harbor set up your main wall that you want to use to execute, right? You can have them push his cascades or you want them to. And then if there are little there are little angles here or there that those either that those two things couldn't cut off, or based on how he had to curve his smoke, somebody could have already pushed through that wall if they were in the right position preemptively. Or just you don't want to use the wall to cover this like little choke. Yeah, exactly. You you can you can chalk a cipher cage out to do that, right? And I feel like that combined with Cypher's added stall on defense, and particularly um, line-of-sight blocking stall, unlike a KJ, uh, you can you can kind of get around Harbor's biggest weakness in terms of when you compare him to Viper, Viper can have the orb down somewhere that 
for the most part, let's call it 50% of the time, blocks line of sight on that angle. I, I don't know what uptime is, but um, Cypher can kind of do the same thing with his cages and give you enough line of sight to stall that your team can get onto sight and or good angles to deal with the incoming push. Whereas a KJ can sure stop them from pushing onto sight with her mollies, but she's got no line of sight blocking utility. And therefore, your teammates can't get into complementary angles to hold sight if they have to cross the main choke point or the line of sight of the main choke point is what I'm getting at. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you curve harbor, Harbor's high tides and use the Cascades effectively, I think that I definitely was sleeping on just how much you can block off lines of sight uh, with the Harbor stuff to where, I first of all, I totally get what you're saying. Like, with a, a, a Cypher with Harbor definitely bolsters it, the ability to stall and the ability to cover more angles. But, like, I think many people, myself included, were kind of, like, looking at the Harbor wall as, like, a Viper wall that you can curve rather than a line that you can just draw on the map where you want people to not see. It, it just, I was amazed how much more effective than I thought it would be uh, at that level. But I don't disagree with anything you're saying about the Cypher. Like the Cypher plus Harbor does seem like a good combo for the reasons that you said. I just am not sure that it's as necessary as you're saying. Chase, got any comments? I mean, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I said I said my piece on it. Okay. I I only got a thing here to talk about is um, it's chamber. <laughs> Goodbye, chamber. I well, I think I don't think much has changed since we like kind of last talked about chamber's no. place in it. Yes, he did not have a zero pick rate, but he might as well have had a zero pick rate. What I'm curious to know is. Specifically with the yay chamber pick, whether that was a comfort or a we actually think this is the right call, because I think it was comfort. Did anyone else pick chamber? Think... Was it literally just yay? No, no Forsaken there were... did. Oh, Forsaken did as well. Interesting. Well, chamber, there were... chamber yeah. almost yeah. had a one hundred percent win rate at VCT Lockin. Really, the only problem was Forsaken played chamber against C nine. Oh. Therefore, yeah, it was a yeah, it was a duo. Um, yeah, but outside of uh, yeah, like with that one caveat, you know, Chamber Chamber won the games. The Chamber was played on maps. This was not played on a lot of maps. Nor do I think he should have been played on a lot of maps. Got it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, probably shouldn't have been. He's he's dog shit right now, and I think everybody knows it. And it kind of just confirms that that well, I mean, what we were all thinking. The fact yeah. that he was played like none. Yeah. Okay. I, I just literally cannot see a reason to play him over chat. Yeah, I yeah. fully agree. Or if you're interested in the Sentinel utility over KJ or Cypher. Yeah. But I think that's like that. what they said the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. like we were, you know, as we've said before, they're trying to like say, okay, well, we saw a lot of chamber. Time does not see chamber for a little bit. Yeah. I, I I think, you know, the harbor was a lot more than I expected and the chamber was no more <laughs> than I expected. I mean, yeah. this didn't change my opinions on chamber at all. Lock in. 
Yeah, I guess the the other two in agents that I think are interesting, which I think this is also going to be very brief because I don't think we're going to have too much to say about this. But um, uh, Neon's pick rate dropped by about 50%. And uh, Phoenix actually got some amount of play. Very minimal, but technically mm-hmm. some. Got any yeah. opinions on those? Yeah, I think, I think the... Uh... What you were saying, Cass, was actually echoed by one of the casters that I saw, which is that Neon is stronger versus Chamber because of the ability to sprint, slide, and wall past uh, you know, a Chamber holding the angle with an op. And so with Chamber falling out of the meta, that's a bit of an indirect nerf to Neon. So I, I was yeah, a little don't sad need to, to see like counterpick the Neon. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I was sad to see that, but, you know, it is what it is. I actually think it's really interesting how Riot kind of pseudo-introduced two agents to to nerf chat, being Neon and Chamber. Um, Neither of which are seeing any good amount of play in comparison to chat at this point. Like, I think there's definitely some irony there. But I, I think the Phoenix pick still has some strengths. Especially in rank. Oh, in rank, like, one hundred percent. Yeah, but like even in pro play, like his flashes are so fucking hard to dodge. Like that's another yeah. piece of utility that can just hard call you out. There's no way to fucking dodge a phoenix flash. That thing's in your face immediately. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I like seeing phoenix in in pro play as little as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a fun pick when someone chooses them. You're like, oh, how is this going to work out? Um, and sometimes it works out really well, you know, like top fragging the lobby. Um, but who knows if that, mm-hmm. that's, you know, probably just whoever the fuck played them popping off. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Skill, skill thing versus a uh, agent thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's about all I got. Yeah. Well, my pizza... Uh, I mean, just drove past my house, so they have to turn around and then come back <laughs> before I actually have to go out. Um, but that does allow me to to sign us off here as uh, as we're wrapping it up, unless someone has very brief parting words. Oh, I'm really excited to play Gecko or to see Gecko, and I'm really excited to play uh, to watch you guys play your new agents next act. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, we're, we're like a day away here, so yeah. I am get so ready. Fucking unexcited about that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with that, we'll drink with you later.